After years of living on cookies and caffeine, losing and gaining the same weight over and over again, and living my life from the sidelines, I changed my perspective and my actions and now live my life in the driver's seat. I'm Trish Ryan, a certified health and life coach with the mission to help people develop a positive relationship with food so they can live their best life on their terms. Each week, I turn diet culture and weight loss upside down. Together, we'll throw out old beliefs and I'll teach you how to think differently so you can drop the guilt and negative self-talk, release the weight, and live the life you crave. Are you hungry for health? If so, let's go. Welcome to the Hunger for Health podcast with certified health and life coach, Trish Ryan. You are listening to episode 18, Conquering Scale Drama. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in. Today we're talking about a thing, an inanimate object. It's not alive, it doesn't breathe, doesn't talk, yet many listen intently to what it says and give it all the power over their lives. Can you guess what I'm talking about? It's the scale. Today, I'm going to give a little lesson about the scale and the drama we create around it. I think of the scale as a tool, uh, a guide for what for our weight loss journey, but it's not the end-all be-all. It's not the only thing that's important. It's not even top 10 in my book. It's not the thing that we need to bow down to every morning and say, please scale, please allow me to feel good about myself for the day. But many of us do that. When you work with me, I teach you how to think differently. And this podcast was created to help turn diet culture upside down, to help listeners throw out the old beliefs that diet culture has instilled on us and help create a unique system that works for each individual. I help you figure out how to think like a whole new person. And with different thoughts, you will have different feelings and different actions that will provide you with a different result. It will get you off what I call the diet yo-yo coaster. My goal for you is to stop thinking like someone who's a hopeless dieter. I want you to be thinking and taking on the mindset of someone who believes in themselves instead of doubting themselves. When you learn how to trust your body versus thinking your body is an enemy. That's why so many of my podcasts are about mindset. It's not do A, B, C, and D to get results. That's what diets do. I teach you a lot about the mindset so that you can become aware of what you're thinking. Most weight gain comes from simple overeating. And when I talk to clients, their overeating stems from an event or reaction to what is going on in their lives. Why are we overeating? What are we thinking or not thinking when we're overeating? What are we trying to escape from our lives? What is food doing for us and what is it not doing for us? How do we have urges to want to overeat at night at eight o'clock after a long day and be able to say no without it feeling like a punishment? We work to unlearn all the habits that we have around eating for comfort, eating for our happiness. I want you all to enjoy your food. So don't get me wrong. When I say this, I want you to enjoy your food. But when we are eating for happiness, because we are not creating any other happiness in our lives, that's the problem. When we start a diet, there are so many rules. Sometimes ounces of this, amounts, percentages of this, percentages of that. It's a process that's not enjoyable. So many times we rebel and say, screw it, and then make this correlation that I'm so much happier eating cupcakes than measuring and doing all this. 
But what if we started by making it really simple? Make a plan, eat when we're hungry, stop when we've had enough, drink your water, make sure you get some sleep, move your body. Doesn't that sound simple? And you think, yes, it is simple, but it can't be real. But it is. Food is fuel. You don't fill up your gas tank when you've got a three, quarter, three quarters of a tank left. So we need to really understand why we grab a snack 30 minutes after we just finished our lunch. When we work on this simple plan and we get consistent with it, we start to see results. And when we start to see results, we can start letting go of all the other areas that derail us, like the scale. So many people live and breathe by the scale. They show up each and every week waiting for the scale to tell them whether or not they're successful. And these are often the results. They get on the scale, they lose a few pounds, and then they reward eat over it. They're saying, I'm doing so good, I, I deserve a reward for this. Or they get on the scale and it says the same number or goes up a tad, and then they feel shame and they eat over that shame. Neither scenario moves us closer to our goal. I call this scale drama. So many of us just have so much BS thinking about the scale. We think it's supposed to go down every week. We think that if we're not losing at least one to two pounds a week, we're a failure. Who told us that? And why do we believe it? We just have so much crap around the scale that's not factual, not even based on science. And then we're tearing ourselves apart over it. Clients often come to me and they'll say, I felt really great this week. I followed my plan. I was so proud of myself until I stepped on the scale. In their mind, the reason why they're disappointed is because they think they're supposed to lose weight every week. The body doesn't even work that way. Physiologically, it's impossible to lose weight every single week. And even if you do it, even if you do it all perfectly, you're tearing yourself apart, emotionally tearing down your self-esteem based on flawed assumption about how things are supposed to work or how you think they're supposed to work on the scale. Let me get clear on what the scale does, how it behaves, what's going on in your body and what to expect. And then also get clear on what the scale can and can't do. So often we think that the scale can tell us whether or not we are worthy, if we are thin enough, if we're doing the things right. You let the scale decide how you think about yourself. The scale does not tell you that. You are the one that decides that. And you have to learn how to decide that consciously. How do we weigh in like a badass? Once you understand how the scale works, the next thing we need to do is figure it out. How we're going to step on the scale with confidence. How do we step on the scale knowing our brain's going to resort to our old behavior and most likely not have kind words to say, even if the number went down? You must decide consciously how to talk to yourself and what kind of mindset you need to have during, before, during, and after weighing in. Because the simple fact is you will weigh in and you will get a number. There's no drama in that statement. The number you will get is data. So before you get on the scale, if you're anything like me, you probably have a whole host of thoughts that come up first. Crappy thoughts like, let's see what the damage is this week. Or let's see the damage I've done. Or okay, it's judge and jury time. But I now I've put the work in. And most of the time I say, this is the best way to get to know myself and my body. This is a great opportunity for me to figure this out. Which one sounds better? 
let's see the damage I've done, or this is the best way to get to know myself and my body. The goal here is determine if you are still defining yourself by what you weigh. And again, we need to turn on that awareness so that we can understand that. Then I call, this is what I call the moment of impact. You get on the scale and you look down and the number has revealed itself. This is the next place that you want to be aware of your thinking. And one of the things that I want you to be aware of what is what automatically comes up. So much about my coaching is about stepping back and understanding our automatic thinking around the scale. What diet culture has taught us, what our friends say, what the trainer says, what the BMI scale says. Guess who's not been teaching us? Our own self. We get to decide what we want to think. So we want to be aware of what we say to ourselves, what we're thinking even before we get on the scale. What we say to ourselves when we were, when the numbers revealed. And then the third part is when we step off the scale. For most people, when you're very attached to the scale, you'll think about it all day long. Every time before you eat, I don't know if I should eat this. The scale said this number. It will pop up when you're in a meeting. You're, when you're a kid, you're playing with your kid and you're doing something. You think of the number. You'll be eating lunch and then all of a sudden you're thinking about what you weighed and then your thoughts are just swirling around. You want to be sure that you know how to listen and pivot so that you're not making that number mean anything terrible, sad, unmotivating, depressing, or disappointing. It also doesn't mean that you need to be elated, excited, or highly motivated about the number either. Again, it's data. But what I want to teach in this part is how do you stop thinking so much about what you weigh and start thinking more about the quality of life you want to give yourself, the things that you want to do for yourself because you love yourself, what kind of conversations you want to have and the conversations you want to stop having. You want to stop identifying yourself by the number on the scale. And that's where drama comes in. We want to really understand that it's so normal to have tons of fear and shame around your weight because of diet culture. We need to acknowledge that. Most of us, not only do we have a lot of bad information floating in our head from BMI, what doctors focus on, what people tell us we should weigh, what Weight Watcher says we should weigh, that journey drama is real. And it's funny that conversations kind of come up. Maybe a night out with friends may lead to a conversation that starts like, well, I deserve this drink. I got on the scale today and it didn't tell me what I wanted it to say. How's your journey, your, your drama journey going? It's not really a conversation that anybody leaves feeling better about themselves. It's usually a conversation where we, at the very least, feel connected to other women because we've been sitting around having an episode of middle-aged and hopelessness. But it's like a soap opera that has been brought to us by the diet industry. And nobody wants to watch that channel, but we sit around and watch it all day long anyway. We get caught up in it and we get caught up in it for the simple reason that it kind of makes us feel normal and it's a way we want to connect. But let's not connect based on how much we weigh or how hard it is, especially by what the scale is telling us. Why don't we connect on how powerful we are, how smart we are, what our achievements are? And that we're good people. Let's talk about that. Why don't we connect on other things other than just sitting around talking about what we think we can and can't eat, how much time we spend at the gym, what we should and shouldn't weigh, or getting back to a past weight that was probably decades ago. 
but let's focus on who we are today because we're just so much more than a number on a scale. So scale drama is one of those things that's very normal for us to have, but it must stop in order to make progress. It goes like this. It'll sound like a conversation in your head that's maybe you lost two pounds this week and you feel relief immediately that you lost something, but then you immediately start thinking, I've got so much more to lose, or I should have lost more, or if I'd have just done a little better. It's that voice in your head that beats you up regardless of the result. Let's say you lost two pounds last week, but this week you're up a pound. Scale drama is when you're saying, I just knew weight loss was going to be hard. Scale drama is all about focusing on what's wrong with you, what's wrong with weight loss, why it's so hard. It puts the emphasis on all the bullshit. Like I talked about in my last podcast with, with the reticular activating system, your brain emphasizes what you point out. Scale drama is just a set of thoughts that we have about the scale and losing weight. It's usually a big old Bible of reasons telling us why weight loss is hard, a miserable experience, why it's going to take forever, and why it probably won't happen anyway. That's the drama. With our reticular, I can't say that word ever, reticular activating system, we have to have the positive thoughts and our brain will go look towards those positive results. If you pick any diet in the world, there are a hundred of them. So pick any one, I'll tell you, they won't work long-term primarily because the root issue is that our foundation sucks. We're still thinking terrible things about ourselves. If we have the underlying drama, this is going to be hard. I'll likely screw it up and nothing has ever worked before. We wonder why every mistake we blow out of proportion, why we're so trigger happy to quit because we're telling our brain to reaffirm all the drama that we believe about our journey. We need to work on letting go of the drama. Stop carrying around that backpack filled with negativity and focus on simple things. Over time, change will happen because good habits create progress. When the scale goes up, like it's supposed to every now and then, we pull the trigger on negativity and thinking we did something wrong and we go back to the old thinking. We have a new approach and new thinking and that gives us results. Our new approach, but the same old negative thinking, will give us long-term failure. If I asked you how you want to live your life, I highly doubt that you would say, I want to live my life with negativity, deprivation, restriction, and doing all the things I hate. So with me, the journey starts with simple changes, things you can do, and changing your mindset. If we work together, it starts with you telling me how you want to create your life, how you want to live, the body you want. When you start with that and make sure that all your steps honor what you say and respect and love yourself through the process, then success is inevitable. When we drop the drama, especially with the scale, we get out of our way when our thinking now gets rewired. I promise you, you will win. And the biggest thing I want you to take away from this episode is that drama's just normal. We all have it, but we need to drop it. And I promise all of you that with enough time, patience, and understanding, you can erase it. You can rewrite that story. That journey doesn't have to be dramatic. It can be a hero's tale when you go and work on it. It's been a pleasure talking to you all. I can't wait to talk next week. 
It's going to be the start of summer next week, the kickoff of Memorial Day, and I've got a great episode for you. Take care. Who is your health or life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I'm creating a virtual coaching program that I want to invite you to join me in. We will address challenges, we'll work on goals, and we will get results in so many different ways. I'll have programs, workshops, and courses that I've created just for you. When you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast and up-level it, then send me an email at trish at corehealthcoach.com, subject line, I'm all in, and be a founding member of the program when it launches. Thanks for listening to the Hungry for Health podcast. It would be incredibly awesome if you could take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or give a rating on Spotify. Thanks. (laughs) 